1: Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live
0: from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What
1: economy? Are you talking about? It's about, time
0: for about. mortgage matter.
3: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's a soggy Saturday. This is the soggy Saturday edition. Yeah, uh, I, I I left some stuff outside last night. Oh no! Yeah got up and i was like hopefully oh, it I've wasn't con- cotton candy was it cotton candy i never leave cotton candy outside <laughs> 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 that stuff barely
4: makes it into the house no. what did uh,
3: you leave outside
4: just some stuff i've been meaning to get into the it's like camping stuff but not terrible you know mm. now just now i need to let it dry because if you put it in the shed wet Next time you go to get it, like, all right, we're going camping. Whoa. A bunch of mold. mold. (laughs) I don't remember our sleeping bag being green. Yeah. Does this smell normal?
5: The good news is it's for camping, which means it's meant to be outside.
4: Yeah, it's going to dry. It should kick back. Yeah. I've been doing some spring cleaning at the house, and it's, uh, God, it makes me feel old but it feels so good when you're done, you know what I mean? To spring clean? Yeah, just like... What
3: about the spring cleaning process makes you feel old? It's like, think, I'm, where should I organize my
4: stuff, you mm. know? like Before, it was like, I'm just glad I have stuff. Yeah, I need <laughs> to get some more stuff. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> I, how did I accumulate so much stuff?
4: Where did all of this come from? Inevitably, you run across the old, you know, high school yearbooks and pictures and... Or things like that. Got to pause when you, when you grab those, those boxes or flyers or not flyers, uh, boxes or you know containers, and just go down a trip down memory lane. But yeah, you got to. Spring cleaning is a good thing. Not only is it good for the heart, it's good for the mind. And now I've got like a little bit of organization in my life at the house. I think an organized closet is a sign of someone who gets time management and efficiency sometimes I was going in there and it was
3: just not looking right. I feel you. I I could use a little organization in my life. When we got we bought our um, house a couple years ago and moved. Has it and, been two years now? Yeah, just over two years. Yeah. Uh, the previous owner left us two of those C trains. You know, those looks like a back of a semi truck without the wheels. So I've, Whoa. I've, yeah, I have two of those and, uh, those are hard to keep organized with three kids. Let me tell you, you know, cause one of them's like, which, which is one of the really nice things about it is that the garage has become like for parking the cars and some of the really commonly accessed stuff. But what we found is that with all of the stuff, like, you know, lawn tools and tools and all that out in one of them and then. You know, camping stuff, bicycles, all that kind of thing out in the other. Uh, with, like, this time of the year, the patio furniture and stuff like that's in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, p- things come to the house, come into the house, and then they get put to the garage. Mm-hmm. And then the garage begins to clutter. And then you, okay, we need to straighten up the garage again, right. you guys have been dr- dumping stuff in the garage that... We decided it doesn't stay in the garage anymore. It needs to go back out to the C train. Mm-hmm. So then they throw it just from the door, like, <laughs> into the C train. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. So it's just it's a constant wrestling the organization and... Um, anyway. I get what you're saying. Having three kids, too, and, you know, teenage kids. I mean, kids of any age are, are notorious for not putting things back where they go, but... Um, I just, the kids are not very good at that. The spread is so crazy now. Before it was just that
4: one room, right? Where all the toys were. Well, I feel like, <laughs> now it's I the feel whole like house. it's
3: just, you know, uh, I, sometimes this is one of the things about parenting that I feel like I struggle with is, um, how have I not instilled in you to clean up after yourself, put things away, you know, and clean as you go, you know? I'm not a super like, I'm not like Dan, right? Dan's a little like, Everything's folded perfectly and color-coded and put right where it goes and all that. And I'm I'm not knocking him. It's brilliant. He's one of the more organized people I've ever met in my life. I'm not like that. Um, I like things tidy and then every once in a while, like, really cleaned. Yeah. But always tidy. And, you know, if you use something, just put, put it away right when you're done with yeah. it. Then you don't yeah. have this event for yeah. the weekend or whenever it is you the left it for. The, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and I feel like this—I've completely failed at this with my kids. They're awful at shutting doors, cabinets. You can tell when a kid goes in to make a snack; every cabinet door in the kitchen is open, lights are left on. You could tell the—it's like a you know forensic detective. I can tell what you made. <laughs> the remnants are here on the counter yeah. and there on the knife. That's yeah. you know over there. Right. Uh, you know, it's
5: very easy to wash and put away. And then yeah. and then you look or you look over, mm, yeah. this
3: is the great dad move, you look over and see milk on the counter, nobody around. And you see milk and you go, Hmm. And
5: of there's course a, nobody drank the milk. Part of comp- me,
3: <laughs> well there's a part of me that really hopes that milk carton is empty and then just some lazy child of mine didn't have the couldn't muster the strength to take it to the recycling bin. What's the over Because on the that? worst the worst <laughs> option <laughs> is that it's like two thirds full and approaching room temperature. Right? Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. I always think of I I what I miss about Dan, I, I I love Dan, he's great, but what I miss is when he used to bring in the newspaper oh, articles yeah. and they had to be laid out certain way over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like and yep. then he had him cut so straight, but if it was a little bit off he'd have to get a pair of scissors and cut it straight again. Sure. Ever so, Ever and, yeah. so. and if he, <laughs> and if he ran
3: out of if he ran out of room to get a you know, to get a symmetrical border on it, he yeah. would have to go pick up another paper to get <laughs> another try. At.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. I was for I laughed over a second there because I actually envisioned him like glue sticking the back of it and putting it on like no, matting it almost. He would just but, set yeah. up
3: on that whole half of the table there and just line them all out, mm-hmm. get them all ready. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And then the Tribune changed enough that I just
5: I don't think he's uh, dealing in newspaper I'm anymore. I'm kind of getting disappointed with the Tribune myself. Yes. We all have our different so.
4: we all have our different styles. I, do, doing a show with Dan is it's nice because you have kind of got the the lead reporter right who like keeps you on track with mm-hmm. like the here's the ch- chunks of news. I'm not saying you don't keep us on track. I'm just saying he likes to roll through that news. Like you know, on Tuesday he was like, "Yes, this story." is going <laughs> third. This
3: one's getting put in there. <laughs> yeah, let me get my scissors. Alden, give me some scissors. Yeah, the agreement was. Of- <laughs> From the beginning was that he was the content and I was the color. You're the color guy. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of color,
4: have you seen the commercials going on during March Madness with the um, Uh, okay is not okay?
3: I thought you were going to, the commercial I've seen all throughout March Madness is for some orange vanilla Coca-Cola. Oh, they're pushing that hard. They're pushing that hard. Yeah. It's like every break, but no, what's okay. You
4: heard us, right? orange vanilla coke that's like their <laughs> motto at the end <laughs> yeah no so it's it's this announcer who's like basically they're running with like you know just okay uh wireless service like telephone uh service if you cell know. coverage cell coverage thank you is not okay and so the 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 acting metaphor if you will this example is this guy who used to play basketball kind of a nobody he not really they just a made-up character has <laughs> got <laughs> He's the color announcer in these basketball games and they do these commercials and um, <laughs> he starts he starts explaining like the colors of the jerseys and the court and the other guy is like, you understand that your job is to actually feel, you know, you're not supposed to talk about actual colors. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that directed at me? No. Oh, okay. No. Color guys, to, that's that's a tough gig. Oh, yeah. uh, but I will say that you know I've Often. enjoyed I've enjoyed being on the show with both you guys because it allows me to get find out you know which one I really want to be. Feels like I am a little bit more of the color because I can't stay focused as long enough as Dan can. But um, truly, it truly, it has been fun. To, I mean, I gotta I gotta say I've been on the show almost 25, 30 times now.
3: Yeah, probably
4: started off as a
3: scab. It's almost time to get you your own headphones. Yeah, and my own microphone cover. I got you one of those. You did, yeah. And then the week I got you that, I was going to bring it to you, and then they replaced them. That's a brand new one you got going on. Pretty, oh yeah, they're the brand one new. that the oh, one yeah. that had that like thirty two ish years of throw, oh, yeah, these- uh, phlegm film scab over the front of it. That that one's
5: gone. It started. I great. thought you
4: guys got me one of the the wind resistant ones, but it turned out it was just weathered. You know, no, the ones that yeah, are fluffy they, Oh, the gray. No. The
5: gray ones that you know probably been here since 1937 when the station went on there Yeah,
3: it'd be fascinating to take um, even that one, which your mouth is very dangerously close to right now. <laughs> um, it'd be to. amazing if you took that thing right now and you uh, just went and like stamped it into a petri dish, just like the just the part right in front of your mouth, and just put it in there and then gave it a little bit to bloom. I don't mm. think
5: our under- our listeners really understand. it. Basically, you really have to almost put the microphone in your mouth. It's where it, it sounds best. Why. Well, cuz if you sit
3: Liz- back about this is about 12 inches away, it sounds terrible, right? But then if you come all the way up right to yeah. the microphone where you're supposed to be, then yeah, it sounds there. a lot better. There we go. He got a But so that being, the being said, there's a there's a windsock on these things that are made out of, you know, a foam and when
5: you for popping your peas and slurring your S's, it's supposed to um, kind of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it Regulate didn't work right there, yeah. but yeah. Uh, popping your peas and slurring your S's, it's supposed to help keep that noise down and but keep so other there, extraneous noise This station down.
3: that we're in, though, this is also the same room where Dave Congleton, um, yeah. all, all of the KVC live programming happens yeah, right exactly. here in this room, so it's a... Pretty constant cycle of people in here speaking into these microphones, and mm. so Dan, it took Dan and I a matter of weeks before we realized, hey, those your mouth gets really close to those things that are really disgusting. <laughs> so we bought and brought our own. Yeah. So for years we've carried our own in, and we switch them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you, you basically made it over the threshold of when it's time to get your own, but then legitimately, but then I to. bought you one. <laughs> No, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. Um, in fact, I'll bring it to you next week because you and I are doing a show again next week. We are. I'll bring it to you next week. But at least that one that's new only has this week's, it only has this decade's tuberculosis on it. Wow. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have any of the the 1950s tuberculosis on it like that last one had. The one that can be
5: cured. Well, that's I, sit in the same chair, <laughs> I sit in the same chair as Dave Congleton and with all of his health issues that he's had recently, maybe I'll... I'll be back over you're here. You're not. You're
3: not gonna catch. <laughs> you're not gonna catch getting run over by a car or having blocked arteries. By Sorry, me. Dave. <laughs> yeah, wishing Dave all the best. By the way, I know that he he does have a, a a road to recovery in front of him, and and wish him the best.
5: Yeah,
3: that was great. I heard you on a show that was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I left the show. And on my way home, I was listening to KVC, and he kind of did a little PSA spot where basically was saying, hey, guys are not that smart. We put off going to the doctor and kind of delay symptoms and things like that, and he had been talking about how he was having some shortness of breath and difficulty when you know going upstairs or uphill Mm -hmm. um, and kind of told himself that he was going to go get this all checked out and then that was when he got in you know was struck by a car and so spent a lot of time sort of rehabilitating from that and getting everything back together and so he was um hmm. that night he was talking on the show about um you know finally went in because in the this had been over a year and he finally went in and found out that um they wanted to put a stint in his heart, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of the whole story is accurate or public knowledge, but I I heard from there it led to bypass surgery and so more involved than was thought. but you know, like I said, we we're wishing Dave a a successful and speedy recovery indeed. We're going to go ahead and take the first commercial break here of the hour. We have some official paying sponsors that help make the show possible. So take a moment here. These are, folks, these are businesses that we recommend. They're not, uh, and it's not just because they're sponsors of the show. These are businesses that we have personal experience with that we trust and feel comfortable referring. So, um, Hope you'll lend them your ear, and we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters.
0: Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832.
6: We'll be Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 777 Seven two six seven eight six, Or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786. Or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending, and I want to thank you for supporting us these past 11 years. We have helped thousands of local residents buy and refinance homes here on the Central Coast, and we couldn't have done it without you. We are sincerely grateful and look forward to serving you for many years to come.
6: Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Central Coast. Central Coast
1: Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358.
0: You're tuned into Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Citra Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800 549 5832. Now, back to the show.
3: back you guys it's a soggy saturday here we're missing dan Podesta. we got mike points in the chair um this is dan's birthday week did you know that oh
5: happy birthday Dan! yeah
3: so dan has a birthday this week i'm not really sure what he's up to today thought it was probably t-ball related or something but yeah it looks like that's getting a damper yeah that's soggy day for t-bowl um <laughs> uh, but yeah so anyway dan getting a day off today whatever you're doing dan happy birthday buddy indeed uh, yes yeah, his, his real birthday i think is on uh on wednesday but um yeah nonetheless birthday is week right in april it's like oh no may 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 i'm the i'm the cinco de
4: mayo baby yeah I was, it's the early part of may that i was thinking early april yeah that
3: would have been weird comes quick though yeah, yeah.
4: well um, that being said you know, yes birthdays all around um we were talking about this un- unfortunate yet um necessary act of spring cleaning mm. you know and i wanted to just kind of roll it into what i think would be appropriate for the show which is it's time to get your financial spring cleaning ready for this year, and why? Why, Jay? Why is that? Well, anyone?
3: Um, a- anyone? There's a number of reasons why. I don't know exactly where you're going with it, but I'm—I gotta guess Vindu, it has something economics. to do. <laughs> it has something to do with the fact that that mortgage interest rates are um, falling through the floor now, and. Um, you know but it, it's also that that time of year too where um hopefully you're done or near done with your taxes right mm-hmm. so you kind of have your nose back in your finances um it's always a good thing you know that uh there's a a yearly comparison worksheet usually that'll look yes. at the last couple years of tax returns about you kinda, three total yeah yeah look at the look at the change in your income look at you know, changes in expenses and this is particularly meaningful for people that are self employed, but for everybody to kind of get get an idea of, of what's afoot there financially. Um uh, also, you know, I think we're we're a couple months three months into this new year now, but um are you achieving your your financial goals that you set for yourself? Right. Um People set a variety of financial goals, right? Yeah. And Save a little more, spend a little less. I think the most thing I
4: hear from those that are renting is that they it's not so much that they want to own a house. is that they want to have control over where they live or what that payment is. They, they understand the beauty, the, the American dream theory sure. about ownership, but they, they haven't quite had... That experience like you or I have or some of our other clients where, you know, you see the appreciation, you see the principal reduction, you see the balance sheet yeah. swell or get bigger. They're just like, man, am I going to like, what if I come home one day and I have to move because my owner yeah. now has done
3: his or her finances and said, I well, need I think, to sell. Uh, there are so many benefits um, and also, dare I say, cons. um or negative things associated with home ownership too there's a lot that goes into it and like most things um psychologically you don't really understand what that whole shoe feels like until you have it on i mean you can you can do a little bit of studying kind of try to figure out you know what are the considerations to be made for budget and you know all those kind of things but um, and, of course, you know, everybody tells you, oh, when the garbage disposal breaks, there's no landlord to call. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, in the whole world of home ownership, the garbage disposal is probably the least of your worries. Very glad that that's um, all you have to deal with. Man, how about your roof? That's a big deal. Um, anyhow, there there's those maintenance things, stuff like that. and um, But just psychologically, I think all of that is kind of a kit. And if you're a renter, like you said... Um, you're, there's some uncertainty there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and whether or not you know it, I think it makes it a little bit harder to kind of grow roots, you know? as you Maybe you do have to move every year or months. two or yeah. three. Um, so you end up in a period, if you've been renting houses for 10 years, you might have lived in five to 10 houses in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, w- once you buy a home, you're likely to be in that home for five to ten years. Yep. So now you set down roots, right? And that's where your your time, like I know for me that when I bought my first home, that was where a substantial shift of, of how I like to spend my time began to occur. And so psychologically, the way that I used my home as opposed to just shelter became something where it's like, well, I like to be here. You know, this is my house, and I can Mm. buy a gallon of paint. It's not that expensive, and I can freshen up, you know, this, or I can clean that. I can, you know, go put new plates on the light switches or whatever those things are, you know, that do some gardening in the spring. Not afraid to go put some bricks down and create a little flower bed and put some flowers in it because it's your flower bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. there's a certain just psyche that comes to that, that grown roots part of owning real estate. Um, and by the way, I, I'm going to suggest that it's still the American dream, right? Um, and we know back from you know the, the early 1900s, it, it became um, a goal of the government to try to help people encourage people inspire people to want to be homeowners Mm -hmm. and you know it's not very difficult to to understand why is to think about this think about a block a city block um and now let's just say there's four of them right um let's say that entire city block is made up of renters um what would you expect in that city block? Um, usually there's more cars mm-hmm. than um are generally gonna be there if it was a block full of owners. You're not probably gonna have the same pride of ownership in the the house and its maintenance right right as the homeowner that lives there and sees that. You know the weeds coming through the cracks in the yeah, driveway. Yeah, not just the obvious stuff, but the not so obvious stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and then and and so and again for my analogy here, bear with me for this city um, of all rental homes, you'd have a whole city of that, and uh, because people are in transition, then also I think it it sort of leaves out that sense of community too, right? Um, That's right. You don't live next to the same neighbor for 10 years and have your kids grow up together and do all these things because everyone's in transition. They're moving every year to two years. So there's new families in, new families out. New, right. right. So, yeah, so now you got, you got a block of that. You got four blocks of that. You got a city of that. You got a state of that. You have a country of that. And so came this initiative that said, hey, we should really be – encouraging and then facilitating where possible for people to become homeowners. They'll keep their house up better and they'll build and add to a sense of community and that pride of ownership and they'll just be better people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say it's absolutely necessary, but I as a broad a big, big brush strokes picture here, I'd say I would would tend to agree. Um, So that's that thing, right? So if you don't own a house today, um, you got to kind of figure out why, right? You do, you do, and I, I, I get, I get
4: the rationale that it's, you know, it's easier to have a rent payment that wouldn't include things like property tax, wouldn't include things like, you know, additional principal payment, just so you'd have a low as low of a payment as possible for your housing expense. But, and, and many many would argue, man, with the rents now, it's hard to say that, that that spread, that variance is big enough to stay renting. But I think a lot of people stay in that mindset that, you know, renting's simple. It's easy. Like you said, I don't have to replace certain things. But you each year you get to that, I would say, each year you let go by, that you don't own a home you miss out on what i believe are some of the best financial benefits you have out there in the marketplace yeah to build wealth and not only that th- all the stuff you said is 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 qualitative right i mean it's like sure yeah i feel good i mean i remember the first weekend i was ripping out carpets at my house and putting in in um um Wall, uh, what's stuff at the bottom of the wall? I can't think of it right now. Baseboard. Baseboard, thank you. Brand new baseboard, thinking like, man, if I just take care of this house, it's going to take care of me, you know, like a spiritual thing, if you will. But many people miss out on the the financial piece, which, I mean, I know you want to live in San Luis. I know you want to live in maybe Arroyo Grande, but if you can just get your hands on something in Oceano or Grover Beach where the price point is a little bit more, shall I say, acceptable, then you can move up into where you want to be. It's a chess game. It's not checkers. Renting is checkers. It's all right. We need to find a place. We got ninety days to get out of here. I'm looking. The There's one. an
3: option diagonal to the right. <laughs> yeah. An option diagonal to the left. Right,
4: right. I need to get a back row player involved to buy and my a house. landlord's need-
3: about to get kinged again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you could go on and on, right? You know, yeah. many times I'm getting people calling me saying, Hey, I don't have twenty percent down, but how do I get a house? And I You know I'm, it's so crazy how many people
3: believe you need twenty percent down. I know and I'm j I am I know. I so feel like we should while do- you're while you're sitting here telling the story, just thinking it's pretty funny, is that um last night I was uh, I was awake until about midnight. I was working till about midnight. I got an email from um, you before midnight. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, interest rates have dropped yeah and I We've waited until now to say it in the show. I think most people are aware that interest rates have been declining, especially listeners of the show. And I really hate to belabor the point because I feel like for people that don't care about it, they probably get tired of oh here they go on the interest rate rant again. Um, but this is this is this is going to tie well into what you're talking about. I um my ba- my baby brother he. He's always been like an old soul, right? This is hard working, really, really smart, um, good with money. Uh, Anyway, he he bought, so he's like 24 years old, and he said, hey, it's time to, I want to figure out how to buy a house. Yeah. Well, you came to the right guy. Mm-hmm. So we start working on it. wasn't quite going to work. Had some things to fall into place, but then a year later, the plan came together. And so he lived out in Oceanside in um, in an apartment that was newer. You know, like there's a lot of new apartments around there, and then there's old apartments, and the price difference is not very much. You just get a lot more in the newer apartment. So, anyways, he lived in an apartment a two bedroom apartment that was twenty two hundred bucks a month. That's just how much it costs to be down there in that, you know, in that in San Diego basically. Yep. And so we looked at that and so I said, man, of all the places, you know, you gotta find you're gonna have to find something and um, you know the trying to figure out do an FHA loan for a minimal down payment and Get your foot in the door. yeah, And you're going to get some tax write-off, but altogether, you got to expect your payment's going to go up a little bit. Even though you're paying high rent, it's going to go up a little bit. And then the goal will be in a few years that you'll be able to refinance out of your mortgage insurance and kind of smooth this thing back out and get your payment back to about what rent is. And I'll bet you that by that time, rents will be more. So that was game plan. And he bought a house. Um, actually ended up buying a house over in Fallbrook, which is a um, little more rural of a place. But it's kind of what you got to do, right? That's what I'm saying. You gonna, Are you going to buy in downtown slow or do you need to come up to a Tascadero? A lot of people that buy their first house need to go to the bedroom community or the place where it's a little bit cheaper, you know, not right in the heart of where it's going on. Right. So anyways, he bought a house over in Fallbrook and he got a pretty good deal on it. Um, pretty nice little house built in 79, you know, kind of nothing fancy He's a starter home and, Perfect. um, yeah, so he got an FHA loan, put three and a half percent down and now here we are, um, about 18 months later and interest rates have dipped a little bit for they went up after he bought. Now they've dipped back down to where they were. So I crunched some numbers for him last night and sent it over. Um, by the way, his rent in the apartment was 2200 To buy this house over in Fallbrook was 2500 okay. so it's more. Um, but now he caught the rest of the equity because that's just what's been going on in real estate values, think they got a little bit of a good deal, too, at the time. But so we believe he has 20% equity. His neighbor just sold their house for what would equal 20% equity for him. Right. And... Um, so with a conventional loan now, get out of the FHA, which gets rid of the mortgage insurance. Interest rates the exact same as the FHA loaning, as we just shake the mortgage insurance. New payments twenty one eighty two. So, there you go. Wow, no money out of pocket now yep. for the refi. The small amount of fees that are there just get rolled into the loan balance. Yep. Get rid of the mortgage insurance. Rent payments now eighteen bucks a month less than. Um, what the rent was on the apartment that he had before he bought this house almost two years ago. Yep. So, Yahtzee, right? I Indeed. mean, that that's exactly the kind of thing. And you must jump into the deep end. And when he asked me two years ago, I said, "Hey, if this whole thing pans out, just ideally for you, this would be my plan. But rates could go up. Yep. And values may stabilize, yep. and you might get stuck paying twenty five hundred bucks a month for seven years." I don't know. Yep, We can't always be selling the dream of this exit strategy, working this well. Um, and But in, think about this. In 2017, this was July of 2017 that he bought this house. Would you have said in July of 2017, for sure, rates are going to be the same or lower two years from now when you're looking at uh, getting out of the mortgage insurance and your value will be, you'll pick up. equity over that two-year period of time. Would you have said you thought that was the case? Unequivocally, no. No way. Yeah. And anybody that did would have to be um, accused of just misleading. Jackalness. That's not a word. Don't look that up. So look at it today. Could you repeat the same thing today? Will rates be the same or lower? And will property have appreciated its... You know, historical trend of five to seven percent here is what it's been doing in California. Will that be the case in two years? I want to. I don't co- know. I want to. Yeah, that's a really great. Story. I don't know. We got to do the. Yeah. we got to do the commercial break real let's quick. I, I talked a minute into. We got, it, another, so. we got another scenario after the break. Cool, let's do that. So we're going to take a quick break here and then get back to it with more mortgage matters.
0: To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors.
6: Hey Brian from AM Sun Solar here Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit Get your free solar consultation before it's too late We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit So call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
6: Just call 503-LOAN. We're the mortgage expert.
1: Central Coast, Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number six zero five four seven eight three. NMLS number three two You're listening to Mortgage Matters on
0: KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason, from Central Coast Lending.
6: lazy summer
2: you got time to call you,
6: so you right outside all
3: right you guys welcome back Fantastic music selection today.
5: James. Liking this? You liking yeah. this? Yeah. See what you get when you're wearing your Deadhead t shirt? Yeah, there it is. All those people out there that are like,
3: Grateful Dead sucks. Can you hear this right now? Mm. <laughs> it doesn't.
4: It really does You never play Notorious B.I.G. when I wear my big, small shirt. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs>
3: Because that FCC fine is just
5: pretty huge. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to sit there and kind of basically just keep hitting the button over here. Yeah, yeah I'd have
4: don't. to Venmo you some cash. Now, the Grateful Dead, I, I we, about every other year, my buddy's from college, and we've we've all kind of collectively brought in someone else from our life now that's cool. Go camping at Big Sur, Ooh. and um, the last two times I I haven't made it. But I, I went back last year in September and, and everyone's got like little whippersnappers running around and stuff now. And I just threw on a bunch of great dead songs thanks to you that I've learned over the years. Yeah. And half the people were like, is this is this the Grateful Dead? And I was like, yeah. you are like, man, my dad used to listen. To it. I love this stuff, but I just never think of it anymore because it's not like on Sure. You know, it's not mainstream at all, but it's also not like marketed. You know, like they're not coming. They're they never went away. They're not like coming back. Everyone's coming back now, right? Aerosmith is coming back to Vegas, and yeah. Grateful Dead just kind of stayed constant. Yeah. But nice. I, I do. I do. I do love their sound. One of the most.
5: Well, we'll play like a a, a big one that everybody knows here. Of course, the top there. There we go.
3: One
4: of the most diverse.
3: As long as it's not like, uh, you know, Casey
4: Jones.
5: No, we don't play that. No. Okay.
4: We had a great scenario going right before the break where you talked about your brother and the risks he took to acquire real estate at a good price with a convenient loan to get into the market, the FHA loan, which requires an upfront mortgage fee that gets rolled into the loan, but also life of loan loan mortgage insurance unless you have 10% down, which most people that use that loan don't have. Yeah,
3: if you have 10% down, you belong in another loan product usually. That's how we're pivoting
4: most of the time, unless they have some abysmal credit situation, no. which F- F- FHA will forgive. But you, I love that you talked about, you were talking about HUD. You didn't announce them or introduce them, but mm-hmm. when you talked about those blocks and they have a a fiduciary responsibility almost to the people of America and that they want to make communities better because if they can make communities better, you get this, you know, synergy, if you will, between homeowners and then municipalities chime in and say, oh, let's make the homeowners happy. You know, we're getting getting our property taxes. Let's repave the roads. Let's get the police force going. Let's get the schools going. Um, There's a program comparable to an FHA loan which exists in... Everywhere it exists, it's a home-ready or home-possible loan. It's a Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loan. It's a conventional loan with 3% down. And um, there's a couple quick uh, you know, caveats to that in that you, many of the zones in America, let's just use California for now, all counties, have an income cap where right. if you move into that zone, much like a tax zone, they're carved out. You can research them. It's not a mystery. You yeah. have you'd have a subject property address, and it would say this property is in a zone where you must have uh, less income than $80,100. eighty thousand 80,
3: six hundred, I think is the sure. common one. And, however, you can find these sneaky little pockets yeah. of green where yeah, there's green. no there's no limit in no there. Limit. I forget what it's called right now, but it's like an under. Uh, whatever. Uh, underutilized or under the target zone, right? So basically, they'll they'll line out a perimeter of a place. Like for example, there's parts in Atascadero. There's parts in San Miguel. All um, of Grover Beach. Grover Beach. There's these parts where the income limitation just doesn't apply. Yep. And so I'll back up real quick. You you said home ready, home possible. Um, those are the Fannie and Freddie Mac versions of this but let me let me go just kind of into layman's terms a little bit more Um, there's a reduced down payment available to people that use this program that can qualify for this program there's a cap on the interest rate adjustments for people that are using this program so in other words You can get a much lower interest rate than you would get if you were in, you know, buying a house in a neighborhood where this program wasn't an option. Because Um, HUD wants to grow. Yeah. Home ownership. Exactly. And and those... those, zones. In those zones, right? Yeah. And by the way, people will make under the limit and still be able to qualify sometimes in the zones. Most definitely. Usually you can't have a car payment and other debts weighing you down because... You need to be under the income cap, and real estate's expensive around here, so it's a difficult balance to be under the cap but make enough to buy the average home. Uh, but the, So the other thing about these programs that is amazing is you get the benefit of a lower-tier mortgage insurance rate. And so translation is that mortgage insurance payment for people that utilize this program is usually about 25% less Per month than folks that are buying with a conventional loan and not on this program. So, reduced down payment, reduced interest rate and closing costs, reduced mortgage insurance. Um, Man, ticket to enter. Yep. So, this is a really cool thing. And um, we have helped many people use these programs to buy a home. It can be tricky right now. If your goal is to find a house where you're going to be in one of those zones that have no income limitation, right? um, and and again, to be clear, there's an income limitation on it in most neighborhoods because these are targeted, these programs are targeted for first-time homebuyers with low down payment, right? They want to expand home ownership opportunities, like you said, Mike, to people that don't have all the money down, right? Family doesn't have gift funds and they're, um, you know, that being said, they also want people generally to be under that income cap. Yes. So, um, but picture this, if you came to me and said, I want to get pre-approved and we do a pre-approval for you for this program. And then I identify to you the zones where there's no income cap. Let's say you make $90,000 a year between you and your spouse. So you're over the income limit for every part of the county. Um, but now we're looking for those little patches of exempt area. Um, you can find them. They're out there. Look around. Mike There's, just said all of Grover Beach. All of Grover Beach, all of Oceano.
4: There's a nice little slice of San Luis Obispo yeah, where it's non-income. Every little area has a slice of it. And, and the reason I brought this up is, is not because I want the investor in the room to think, "Oh wow, I could get that. It's it's homeowner only." Right. And it's 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 great because I've had people put, you know, more than 3% down and get fantastic pricing. Many times I use this program to do 10% down because the mortgage insurance is
3: is in your favor reduced, right? And the rate is. I look in your at it every reduced. single
4: time. I look at it every single time.
3: I look at it every single time because it's almost
4: like a little slot pool. You're like, come on, baby, be in totally. the zone. Totally, and, and you oh, know, and maybe it's two out of ten
3: <laughs> yeah. where it comes back that hey, there's something here, and so okay, and we go take a closer look at the income and make sure I don't go over the limit or what have you, whatever that is. And um, there's there's so much. Uh, there's just so much opportunity if you if you fit into that little bucket and you know I, I love that that fact that for that first time home buyer, um, many people just don't even realize this um, And by the way, this is I always am looking for these opportunities to tell you, Um, the nonsense about the rocket loan where you're going to push a button and let a computer do things for you. This is, again, one of the benefits of having um, a loan officer human expert that knows how to do these things. Um, One of the things that makes me feel really good about doing loans a lot of the time is that I know most of what I do. I'm the superhero over here with no cape, and I'm saving you massive heartache. Making you tremendous amounts of money, helping avoid things, and you know, and bring other things to fruition that need to be. Um, the people in the transaction almost never realize it, and um, well, it's hard to bring it up,
4: right? It's a humble brag is okay, but you don't. I mean, it's hard to bring it up. You're just doing your
3: job. Well, and you should be great at your You're job. Your job. I'm, I'm like one of those guys where. Whatever you do, everybody listening right now, whatever you do, are you the best? Good, you should be, right? I mean, yeah. I'm a I'm a prideful person. I take a lot of pride in what I do. Um I I don't like to do things I'm not good at. It's straight and simple. So I don't always need I don't always need the kudos, right? You don't always have to tell me by the way, do you know what happened to those little kudos candy bars that were like in your no. fifth grade lunch sack? Come on, Mars. Those just disappeared? Yeah. I haven't do they still those, make those? I don't, I don't know. know, it's like twenty years ago, thirty years ago now. That was a viable commodity back in elementary school. Oh, you could get you could get oh, like my. the back seat on the bus for a kudos.
6: Then, <laughs> <laughs> right. You go sit down
3: but with the cool kudos. kids.
5: Less.
3: Yeah, but then you don't have a kudos. No. Anyway, um, point being, I look at that program every time. And, Mike, you brought this up, so we'll whip back around this because it's certainly a point that I just always want to make. You do not need 20% down to buy a home. Nah, It's cool if you do. It's great if you do. Um, you don't need it. There are some situations where you can buy a house with nothing down. Yeah. Uh, nothing down is going to be USDA and VA. USDA, we're down to about one a month now. Uh, in in our whole company, we're down to about one a month. Um, man, real estate's just so expensive. USDA has really strict limitations on debt to income ratio and maximum income as well. Super conservative program. It's falling to the wayside. Three percent down on one of these home ready or home possible programs. Awesome. Gotta love that. The mortgage insurance is discounted and cancelable. Brilliant. The -hmm. next option is an FHA loan, um, 3.5% down. That's minimal down still. Um, Mortgage insurance is generally the life of the loan. So that's where you have to have an exit strategy, Right. right? Have Again, have somebody on your behalf that's watching closely say, hey... I've been watching you, and it's time that we get you out of that FHA loan. Yeah, um, that's really why I was up so late last night. I was running through the portfolio here, looking at people that um, have mortgage insurance or Sorry. have interest rates um, above four and three quarters percent, where the current market is today. Anybody with a rate over four and three quarters or that has mortgage insurance should absolutely be looking into refinancing today. Um, it's just—it's that time. The economy. Uh, has just given us this opportunity. Thanks in part to the feds that met this week and gave us the statement now, and, and we have another look into what's going on going forward. And so that's what I want to talk about at the top of the hour coming back, is what did we learn from the fed this week? What are the kind of global pressures that are up on it? And we'll take that into the next hour and bring everybody up to speed there. So we'll be out for about five minutes here for the top of the hour break. Go water the dogs, freshen up your coffee, and we'll be back, oh, for a whole nother hour. Mike, look at Jim over here has got
5: me. Uh, well, you got to wait for the music. the music, yeah. Oh, uh, I give you right. the 30 seconds, but that's still it was, it was
3: That was a, that was a whole lot. I felt like a flight, flight <laughs> yeah. controller here was <laughs> like trying to wrap it's not it your up turn to like land. To like please turn around. Yeah, out. you, need to, go to you need to power it's back up to 30,000 feet. All right, guys, we'll be back in a couple <laughs> minutes here with more Mortgage Matters. Uh,
5: Got my chips cashed in, keep chugging. Like the dude, up man together. More or less in life, just keep chugging. Oh,
4: oh, 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 Heroes of me and the flashing marquees Out on Main Street. She called the early
5: guitar
3: over there. It's my all
1: on the same street.
5: <laughs>
3: Your
1: typical city in a typical day
3: dream. yeah
1: Hang it up and see all what right
3: Thanks, Jim for another excellent music selection yeah you know I told you I was gonna that one's usually us more of a show opener though
5: which I guess you're opening the second hour with it's second like hour, a second seems. set
3: opener here we go there it is cool be-
5: otherwise known as the better hour I think right or did we still call it that the hour yeah the, the re- hour. original hour you know.
3: Yeah, so the OG, like the, so, um, by the way, April. 11 years? April is the, the beginning of the 12th year. Cool. Wow. Um, we were a half an hour from 11 to 11.30. Right. That was where we started. Mm-hmm. And then we picked up, um, am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah, you were, yeah. And then we moved to a whole hour and then we were able to gobble up the hour before which is crazy it's crazy to me still that we have this 2 hour radio show that we've done for all these years yeah uh, and you
5: still like it seems like you enjoy doing it and
3: it's we do enjoy doing it, it. And fresh and everything's yeah. good we do enjoy doing it and you know what um, we we like the fact that um, It's a way to kind of give you a little look into our the way we think and the way that we conduct ourselves and um, helping people have an idea of, uh, you know, who we are and what it's like to do business with us. And I also really love the idea of in that that idea of having a, a stronger community, the more people know about these things and the, the more savvy you are at finance, um, just the better off we all are as a community. So um, I do still really enjoy it. Pers- personal finance is something that is that needs
4: to be more of a keystone subject in the education system. I've written the senator before and said that we need to have a better understanding of you know cash flow and balancing your checkbook for god's sake but truly the understanding of like uh how buying a house can can give back to the homeowner um in their personal finance in many different ways because it's just not there i mean gosh how many times have people have said like we've talked in the first hour that they need to have x amount of equity um before we get on to some of the stuff that I just want to mention one thing that I didn't get before the break is that if you are um, you know a parent listening to this and having kids go to Cal Poly, there is a huge section in San Luis Obispo within less than a mile from campus that is home ready home possible, eligible with no income limit so your child, your little Son or daughter that's getting their college education that has a bunch of roommates that want to rent can be on the loan with you and qualify for a home with 3% down where you could have mortgage insurance and be getting payments from tenants that your son or daughter manage inside of the house. Quite frankly, a game changer with regards to managing your cash flow, paying for junior or your... Little princess as they get an education at Cal Poly. That's a that's a very
3: very there, key. Mike, there was books, kind of. I'm sure they're still around, but they they got really popular predating your entry into the the mortgage profession. There was these books that were like, I'm air quoting financial advisors, that were saying, um, you can. And should buy a house in the town where your son or daughter goes to the college mm-hmm. when they start, have their friends, sorority mates, whoever it is, be their roommates, right? So rent out the extra rooms in this house mm-hmm. to all the friends that you can during the Four or five or six years that your son or daughter is going to college, mm-hmm. and when they graduate college, sell the house, and the amount of money that you'll gain will pay off college tuition. Will pay off the college, any student loans, or reimburse savings that were spent on tuition. Or if that's absolutely not like the the necessary game plan, then you have an asset that you could. Say, hey, well, cool. Here's your graduation gift. Yeah. you get to take over the mortgage now, and we're all done here, but you have a foot in the door for owning a house um, for tomorrow. That's an interesting idea, isn't it? Uh, if you're in a position to do it, wow. Um, well, does that son or daughter need to have any income? Not necessarily.
4: No. They need to have a credit score. Which we've run into. Most kids don't have.
5: Yet that's not hard
3: credit. to get somebody a credit score in a pretty short time, though. Right. right. And, um, yeah, you, I feel like that's that's something that can be navigated with somebody that knows what they're doing. Uh, what a
4: great responsibility to give them as well. So I don't want to reroute us too much, but I wanted to sprinkle that in because I didn't get it in before the break. But it is, you know, it's almost April. Um, Some people are starting to get pretty, pretty ready to pick out their cap and gown and parents are coming here. And if you're on the front end of that and they're just getting out of the dorms, it's a good time to call us here at Central Coast Lending and uh, talk about this planning. It, It really is an extension of, of college tuition planning.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something worth looking at, you know. Generally, if you're just going to buy an investment property, you need to have 25% down. I mean, I say 25. I understand that there's possibilities to do a little bit less down, but it gets super expensive in terms of closing costs and interest rate. 25% is really where the market wants you to be for a down payment on an investment property. And uh, think about that. Your son or daughter heading out to college right now. Um Hopefully, you've prepared yourself savings and budget wise to be able to assist in that process. In addition to that, do you have 25% down to put on a house right now? Cool if you do. That's a ton of money. You know, that's around pocket. here, that's going to be 125, you know, maybe 150,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you have a son or daughter with a credit score where you could buy a property with them, like you describe, in one of these zones, do a lower down payment, um, get some reduced terms in order to be um, make that whole thing possible. Pretty cool thing. Indubitably. Indubitably. Great word. Let's see here. I want to talk about the, the Fed meeting this week a little bit. So... Um, basically the Federal Reserve meets up several uh, what is it nine times eight. a year yeah might be nine I want to say it was eight but they might have I'm gonna I'm gonna google it real quick and count them up sure calendar 2019 what do we got Um... So, yeah, basically the Fed gets together. They have these two-day meetings, right? And then at the end of the meeting, they end up rolling out their their guidance about what all they're up to. And they're taking into account all kinds of things. Um, The market really hangs on this information. We can't wait to have the Fed meet, discuss it all. Tell us whether or not they're raising rates, whether or not they're buying assets, whether or not their outlook is positive, negative, neutral, what the indication of what's going to happen next, all those kind of things, right? Yeah, definitely. The economy just hangs on that. And the meetings, uh, generally there are certain meetings that have a press conference scheduled for the immediate um, time after the the end of the two-day meeting. And those are the ones that always have the highest likelihood of the rate up or down because then it gives the the Fed chair an opportunity to sit and talk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So 2019, by the way, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 meetings. Um, January, March, April, May. That one straddled the the, uh, timeline there. April 30th and May 1st. Then you have June july september october december and the meetings associated with that summary of economic projections that one that have that summary press conference afterwards there are one two three four five of those so a little more than half um this one of course that we just had uh march 19 and 20 we had the Fed come out on the 20th after statement release and give this update. Hey, here's what we talked about. Yeah, here's what we see. Here's kind of an update it was. It really was. And an It was funny. I, I had some notes prepared from the day before for a meeting that I go to that said, uh, we don't think the Fed's going to raise interest rates. And... The odds at that time were for one more rate hike in 2019. That's what the feds had previously told us. It would take seven votes to remove the single rate hike of 2019, which was unlikely, and that the feds were expected to address a weak jobs report for February. That jobs report was not great. Address some weak inflation and talk a little bit about that and address um, other, you know, small softenings in the market and kind of what would the trend be? hmm So fast forward to the Fed meeting. Um, that was mostly true. The huge news was they got those necessary votes to remove that one rate hike from 2019. So, that's crazy. Yeah, um, That really was the shot heard around the world that the Fed is much less confident in the economy today than they were 6, 12 months ago. Um, now, does that mean the sky's falling? Absolutely not. When you watch the the Fed statement, um, when the Fed chair spoke and talked, he basically got to this point where he said, look, we don't know what we're going to do, and it's absolutely a wait and see. That point was made several times. That was the answer to several press questions. What's next? We don't know. It's wait and see. Going to see if we trend up or trend down. It's wait and see. Um That news had an immediate and profound impact on the bond market. Uh, Oh, I don't have my phone with me. This is where I usually multitask into checking my stock app and looking at what the 10-year bond yield closed at yesterday. You're going to look it up? Yeah, I'll look it up. Keep going. What was it? 2.43? How far off am I? To be honest with you, I didn't even look at it yesterday. Really, I just saw it in passing that it was it was going down again. That's taking too long, Mike. I know. It's, uh...
5: Silence. You ought to love it on the radio. <laughs> I look it up on my <laughs>
4: Yahoo Finance, but I should just do it on my phone because that's where I have
3: it. 2.437. Yeah. That was yesterday. That's crazy low, you guys. Um, which immediately drags interest rates right down with it. So they didn't go as far down as the bonds went, but they dropped. And, um, so that's, I feel great about that. I mean, in terms of being able to help people with refinances and help people with purchasing homes with greater affordability, it's, it's phenomenal news. Um, so we've got to do a quick commercial break here. It's the first break of this new hour. And then we'll uh, we'll be back in a minute here to, to further dive into this, this Fed meeting. Stick around.
0: Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre approved.
6: Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts
1: on the Central Coast. Central Coast Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number six zero five four seven eight three. NMLS number three two eight three five eight. 358 For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544 or online at pattersonrealty.com.
6: Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 777 Seven two six seven eight six, or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
0: You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show.
3: Guys, welcome back. You know what's awesome? What's that? There's been more than one instance where we do something like this. Like, uh-huh. you know, you feel inspired by me to play some great bad yeah. music. Yeah. And um, I literally have had people sit down in my office and said, "You know, I've listened to your show for years. Yeah, and always thought I liked you." And then to know that you're a deadhead <laughs> did it for me, sealed it. There it is. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, I love the music, and I also think it. I think it does speaks wonders
5: about. Got the hook here I guess. Uh, might as Come well All right.
3: <laughs> so before the break, Mike and I are talking about. Um, you know, the feds and... and the are having detox. Yeah. And, um, you know, what's crazy is that... I got to revisit this a little bit because we've seen a, like a complete about face in terms of the feds' position and where we were from 18 months ago to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, 2019 was... So clearly, we were so clearly told that we should anticipate, plan for, and and um, receive three to four rate hikes this year. So what changed? Mm. What changed? Um, well, there's some stuff has changed. There's been some headwind. And um, I'm not going to suggest that it's all... Just all right here on the American soil. Some of it is just international. London town. Yeah. Brexit's been a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. A really big deal. They uh, haven't figured out how to cobble together a plan that's acceptable that shows um, how they're going to get out of the European Union. Still not. The drop dead date came and went this week, didn't it? Got a little extension through. And so that's a big deal. That's a, that's a really big deal. I, I think a lot of people here on American soil, you know, we got our own problems, right? We got our own, own things to worry about every day. Major ramifications for Brexit in terms of impact to the European Union, right? Absolutely. We're not talking just the UK or
4: just London. We're talking about all parties.
3: Yeah, and think about this, though. Like, what matters here? Currency, mm-hmm. travel visas,
4: mm-hmm. residency. Inter, what is it called? Tra- the trade between them all?
5: Yeah. That is crazy. One person, um, crazy dangerous. I don't want to be Theresa May right now, the prime minister, because it seems yeah. like it's all kind of falling on her to figure it out. And this well, parliament sure. and everybody else that got them into it. For sure.
3: <laughs> and um, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, she... she for having the weight of the world on her shoulders, she's doing a pretty good job of, of holding for it sure. all together. For sure, um, and maybe they successfully navigate it. Unfortunately, yeah. it's such a messy thing with such deep ramifications. It's really hard to understand how anybody gets through it without um, being scathed. You know. So, anyways, there, yeah, yeah, that trade between countries, right? That open border type of thing of. Well, the trade agreements now don't really matter much anymore. People can come and go based on a visa. There's some currency trade um, or, or the sharing and acceptance of currencies now. So much of this stuff has to be figured out how to be dissolved and wound up in a way that when you come away from the end that there's order and not chaos, right? So that's a big deal. That's definitely dragging on the global economy. Um, China, they've... Um, They've got a budget deficit, and their, their current state is trying to figure out how to prevent the budget deficit from growing rapidly, okay? So um, the Chinese economy, looking at a little bit of headwind, too. And you know China's consumer base is pretty uh, influential to the rest of the world, right? A lot of consumers there in China. Also, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of output. really mm-hmm. matters what's going on in mm-hmm. China. World labor, for sure. We got... Um, Man, another interesting piece of news that I saw this week. Well, so many things here. One of them is, did you see um, Germany this week caught some headlines, right? Germany has gone to negative interest rates. Their 10-year bond, or bund, as it is in Germany, has gone negative. You know why it went negative? So many people want to buy it. Yeah. You know why they want to buy it? Because they need some safety. The economy is going into the tank and people want to buy this bond at a negative yield. Here, take my $100,000. I'm fully aware that you're only going to give me back $98,000 at the end of the 10-year period. But I'm not going to hang out with this cash and get clobbered in a currency deflation type of environment. So just help me. Um, That's pure fear right there. Pure fear. That trickled over into the U.S. economy because if you don't want to park it there for some negative return, hey, drop it into the U.S. bonds. We still have some pretty great high-rated sovereign debt where, hey, our 10-year, which has leaped the wall of resistance and fallen way farther than I thought was possible in 2019 to 2.43%. That's your ten-year return here. You want negative in Germany, or you want to get some nice low, uh, but positive return here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And bottom line is um, that flight to safety is something that has always uh, lowered interest rates. Right, the more buyers you have, the lower the yield being offered can be, and so we're seeing that for sure here. Um, we're seeing our two-year almost be as the same the same return as the ten-year. Yeah, you know what's really interesting that is the is like nil the three on Friday morning the three month yield of two point four six inverted the curve of the ten year yield at two point four three inverted yield curves is is probably pretty conf- complicated talk to have here on the radio um, but. We'll give you the Reader's Digest version. You guys have heard uh, financial analysts and, and various other economic people talking about the the threat of an inverted yield curve. Um, and so what's been going on for some time, and this happens when the economy is kind of beginning to cycle, is that as the Feds are raising rates, that always precedes a recession, it, it's almost like the Fed causes the recession by the raising of interest rates, right? Um, and you could say potentially by design. If the economy is progressing and growing at a rate that's hot and creating inflation, and put create, water on it. yeah, cool it down a little bit. Cool it down a little bit with rate raising. The idea is raise rates, and this is where the Fed's at today. Raise rates gradually. Don't be afraid to pause. See how it's coming along. you're doing all right, cool. Let's just stay here for a little bit. Try to keep target inflation in line. Try to keep the jobs economy strong. Try to keep investments and real estate and everything right. Just ho-hum status quo. Yep. Growing slowly. Okay? If you throw too much rate hike on too quick, it's like a wet blanket. Nobody likes that wet blanket. That's what your camping stuff got left last night you left out. I didn't put it away before the show. Oh, my God had to get here i get you and you were early so thank you um but you get the idea is if you if you too much too fast you ruin it all yep right and so one of the things that happens is there's plenty of people no shortage of them some of our listeners right now are sitting here saying every time the fed starts raising rates they cause the economy to go into recession and they ruin it and you should just know it and so when that, when that threat is out there, the yield curve between the short-term and the longer-term bonds starts to narrow, right? Picture a graph with two yields, a short-term three-month yield or a 10-year yield, and those going out, and Into the infinity, spread yeah. between them um, is not constant. Sometimes there's short-term debt is really invaluable, and the long-term debt has a lot of value. Mm-hmm. So you could see a really a wide and widening spread off into the future down our, mm-hmm. our infinite graph sheet to the right, the, the values growing between the two of them, right? On a narrowing type of environment, the long-term yield is declining, right? And the short-term yield is increasing. Mm-hmm. And so that tends to occur when there's recessionary pressure on the horizon. yes. Now, one of the things that you should know is that folks that like to predict these things also go back and make the case of several other things that will gird up this sort of philosophy as to why there's an impending recession now. Um, But this is the strongest historical correlation um, is... The treasury yield curves um, when they invert in a future re- recession. Um, does it mean we have recession tomorrow? Absolutely not. Historically, you see when a yield v- curve in- inverts like this, A, uh, well, let me finish my thought. Three, as short as three months and as long as three years, as historically is what's gone on. And... Um, That means that you've got potentially, you know, could be four quarters, could be eight quarters, could be 12 quarters. We don't know when it's going to happen. We just know that this is statistically almost a guarantee that a recession's coming, right? So um, we're seeing that talked about now. We we had the narrowing yield curve all eyes on that for a long time, it officially inverted this week. So um, the other thing that I was going to say, there's always possibility that the the curve could disinvert. Is that the right word? Is that a word? Disinvert? Uh, I don't. It could begin widening again, right? Yeah. That each of these things bounce, and there's a lot of other non-isolatable data points that have to be digested to figure out what's the current trajectory. Mm Mm-hmm. So, when you look at the three-year or the three-month yield versus the 10-year yield, it's possible that by the time the dust settles and the tweaks happen and the Fed say, hey, we stopped raising rates, that was putting pressure on an inversion. Yeah. So then you come out and say, look, we stopped. And we promise now we're going to take our hand out of the cookie jar. We stopped. And we won't reach in there again unless we know for sure that we can safely take a cookie. Okay, cool. D- is that enough to. To disinvert. I'm just going to go with that word. Like That's a real word. Might be. Disinvert. So, a um, method to create a word. Maybe I, I should Google it.
4: I Yeah, and what you're saying. I'll, if, I'll, I'll Google it for right, you. Okay. Right. Thank you, Jim. Uh, hats off in many regards to giving to the Fed for giving us the option to go down a full point in prime rate as well, right? So like you talked about the wet blanket, but should the cooling off not be enough should we have a gdp for a quarter one that shows you know lackluster and we get into quarter two we can we can actually like you said we can lower rates and and hope to fire that you know that saute pan now because it's time to make the entree so it's not a it's not a problem until it's a problem right yeah we have the we have the ability to turn the dial, but I think what we saw this week with the language that is just I did not I did not predict at all that they were going to pause for I mean not just one year they're saying a couple years right and they're saying let's just we're just going to
3: let America do its thing well that's the thing that, and that's probably really the focus here um, is what the Fed again, is just wanting everybody to really accept is that, yeah, we're lowering the growth expectation a little bit um, from what it was before, recognizing a little bit of headwind, a little bit of softness, um, but still growing, okay? I was reading people a year ago that were saying, the Fed's raising too much too quick, and they're gonna they're gonna destroy it and they need to slow down. And um I was I mean I personally I felt surprised that the Fed kept raising rates because inflation wasn't keeping up. And then we had this period where inflation has now started to peel back the other way. Mm-hmm. And that is correlated to that to the to the feds raising rates or not Mm -hmm. um they've been conditioning us now we went from that hey get ready for hike everybody you better know rate hike is is where we're at today Mm -hmm. and that started to change about a year ago to uh yeah we probably are going up but we'll be cautious and patient with the rate of hikes but you should anticipate several a year Mm Mm-hmm to the next thing was the Fed started to say, well, hey, um, what we really want to focus on is where's neutral? We want to approach neutral. It's always possible to go past neutral, but we're going to rate hike up to neutral, and neutral is a moving target. It always changes through the years, but we're going to look for neutral. We're going to try to land at neutral, and we're going to try to manage it pretty well that way. And then now we got this... um, So so keep an eye out for neutral. And then at the very next meeting, it's like, well, hey, guys, this is neutral. We found neutral. We're stopping rate hikes now. (laughs) We're stopped altogether. And everybody agrees. So it'll be really interesting to see when the meeting minutes come out next month, how many of those voting members were just emphatically said, absolutely no more rate hikes this year. Um, But the message has clearly become that it's uh, more than just being patient now. It's absolutely time to see data that tells you you need to hike yeah not that you should or that you might consider it or that that's the general direction but right now it's stopped and said hey we're just hitting we're just hitting neutral here we're done and now unless something tells us that forces our hand that we must hike rates we're not going to and um, man, we're all the benefit of that. with The benefit of that for us is that it, it sort of loosens the collar a little bit for the economy say, okay, can you, can you live in this environment? Can you live with these rates? If you're borrowing money or need to borrow money, jobs, all these things, is everybody safe right here? Is this comfortable? And I think most industry right now looks at this and says, yeah, I think it is. So now we can sort of wait and see what's going on globally um, and and I'll tell you what—it's created another real opportunity here for people to refinance home loans. Oh my gosh! Um, we should talk about that right after this
5: short commercial.
3: Yeah, break we have the last the commercial break here of the hour.
5: I don't know if I should throw in the disinvert thing now or I save it. As save one. it
3: for after the break.
5: Okay. You guys, yeah, stick so I, ha- I have an answer. Okay. All right. <laughs> Disinverted.
3: Whether or not I made up a word today, uh, we'll see. Um maybe it's uninverted.
4: All right, we're going to stick around. We're
3: going to do our short commercial break here. We'll be back in a minute with more mortgage matters. Mortgage
0: matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832.
6: Thank you. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-7000. Seven two six seven eight six, or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
3: Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today.
6: Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
1: Coast Coast Lending Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 6054783, NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News
0: Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to CentralCoastLending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending.
5: all right good job there Jason you did it Jim you did it I, I back from
3: every break today with another fantastic song from the Grateful Dead
5: uh, this one, this one's great I like this one actually I figure my noise the skeletons in the closet that' yeah, I don't. Know. so yeah. Anyway. Scarlet Begonia. So. That's my favorite song. Do we want to give out whether or not disinvert got is to. a word? Was that what I said?
3: Disinvert?
5: Yeah, that's what I said. I think you conjugated okay, tell it me, too. I think tell you said disinvert.
3: Disinverted.
5: That's right. Past tense.
3: <laughs> so dramatic.
5: Disinvert is a word. Oh! Yeah, yeah, it is a word. It's used in um, physics a lot. Okay. So I never took physics. In by a the sentence, way. I loved physics. Did you? Yeah, th- oh, I loved it. I had no uh, idea I was going to love it. So Actually, my, my there's uh, there's images for it, which doesn't work on the radio, but there are images. Thank God they don't see us for what they call
3: <laughs> disinvert. When I was in high school, I don't know. We've only got. 13 minutes. I was going to say, I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't that guy. Like, I didn't do, like, calculus and physics and, and like, the the AP. classwork that, like, really academic people were doing. That wasn't me. I I was, uh, really had this a- attitude about me of being, like, a path of least resistance guy. And I literally remember having a conversation with my best friend that was AP everything saying, hey. Hey have you ever seen high school diplomas? Um, They're the (laughs) same. Regardless, it doesn't say what courses you took that match. Yours is going to look just like mine. And he said, yeah, but I'm going to get right into a four-year university. So I said, well, I don't even know if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to go to college. And if I do, I'm probably going to go to junior college first and save a ton of money. And then, hey, did you also know – that college diplomas look exactly the same. <laughs> so anyhow, mm-hmm. the irony of it is is that we both ended up going to Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. He went straight out of high school, which means that he paid about triple what I paid because I went to Cuesta. Yeah. And our empl- our diplomas looked the same. No doubt all the, the printer same. doesn't like have a different tray for But so when I but so point was I missed all that and when I finally did go to Cal Poly I still never ended up having to take physics or calculus or anything like that I did do like algebra 2 and geometry and that and then statistics and things like that but I never I never had to do Physics. I think I would like it, right? Don't you think I would like it? Oh, you would love
5: it. Physics. Well, actually, it's a treasury. Okay. The treasury, treasury uses it too? Treasury curve disinverts as 30 year exceeds two year yield. Oh, my
4: God. That's on point.
5: The thirty-year exceed this uh, yeah, of course. I have a pop-up. Is that up because it would it, be
4: an I
3: inversion prior to? Well, yeah, it would, inv- it would invert, and then it would dis- disinvert, which is the context in which I used it. But does it say historically, like when that happened and why?
5: Well, I have a stupid pop-up, and I'll bet you, you that that it. is
3: an indication of coming there out of the recession, okay, now I got right? To the pop-up. So, uh, and interestingly enough, I mean, and I'll throw okay. my, I'll throw myself on the sword here is that. Um, I I'm only 41, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have the life experience of people that are you know 50, 60, 70 years old yeah. plus that have seen so many of these economic cycles. So right. um, the the exposure that I have had since I've been in the mortgage business since I got out of Cal Poly, which puts me at like 17 <laughs> years now, I've seen some of the cyclical nature i understand a fair amount about how the economy and the fed and you know everything in this environment impacts our
5: business Mm
3: -hmm. so that that being said um
5: you're gonna like this quote it has to do with that disinvert yeah but okay there's and and of course this is going back to 2000 okay so don't you know so, so it predates
3: okay. yeah. my tenure in the mortgage yeah. business.
5: There's an amazing correlation between equities and you know, equities and the two-year treasury yield. Lehman Brothers economist Drew Mattis said, "The fav- My favorite chart is the two-year yield versus this versus the Nasdaq. Nothing shows it better. Interesting. And that's when it comes to." That's under that distance.
3: Lehman point. Brothers was the uh-huh. initial too yeah. big to fail, the first American investment yeah. bank to fail yeah, during right. the Great Recession. So that's a yeah. that's a nice grab of a headline there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so bottom line is, I think that this last, I'm gonna, I mean, I want to call it a recession, but that doesn't color it very well. It was a crisis, right? The Great Recession is how it's gone down in the history books. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the painful deleveraging that our country went through, and really the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, probably thanks to America, but um, the world went through a massive, painful, deep deleveraging. And so at the time, I don't remember paying much attention to the relationships between short and long-term debt, um, all of those kinds of things. So I don't know then that I was tracking and caring and had the knowledge at that point. I mean, if you recall, the nose up from that horrific um, downward spiral was all about TARP and bailout and accommodative policies and, you know, quantitative easing. And we had, um, man, all the way through. <sighs> Fascinating right now as I hear these terms bouncing around in my head, but operation twist, which was like the third round of quantitative easing and just how everything that went into it. And it was so much less focus on um, paying attention to what yield curves predict versus um, triaging major, major hemorrhaging in the economy. Right. So. This time, I'll be paying closer attention to that, and, um, and we'll see what we have going forward. So, are Definitely. we having a recession right now? No, we're not. Are we halfway to a recession? No, we are not. A uh, recession, by definition, is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. We're not even close to that. Right? GDP might be normalizing a little bit. might be declining a little bit. It might be stabilizing. It could also be still increasing. We've had strong GDP numbers lately, right? Um, is there some headwind? Should we be paying attention to it? Yes, we should. So that being said, we've talked a lot today about potential, ref- uh, you know, recession looming on the horizon. Forecast. I'm and- not suggesting at all that it's time for you to begin preparing for that. Um, now, in your investment portfolios, should you plan for that and pay attention to that? Absolutely, you should. Um, the only other things that we can really care about. That if you've got a business and you need to try to, you know, do some forecasting to make sure your business is in sound shape, I'm going to suggest it's the same as your personal life. You have some savings. The weather potential slowdown or reduction in in revenues. Good. You should. That should be all of our goal. Um, now, one of the other easiest ways to offset. A reduction in revenue, be it your personal income or your business income, or however it is that you're living off of your investments in your retirement account or whatever it is, if you have a home loan, um, this is generally one of the easiest places to slash uh, what could be hundreds of dollars per month out of your uh, your budget every month. You'd, you you potentially refinance into a lower interest rate um, and take advantage of getting uh, just knock a couple hundred, 300 bucks a month off of uh, interest being paid to banks. Yep. But there's the angel, which shoulder does the angel sit on? Probably your left. Closer to your heart. The angel on my left shoulder says, but... I don't want to go back to 30 years. I hear you. Um, And I want you to know that you don't have to. Right. You can refinance. Um, We have the ability to give you custom loan term, 29
4: Mm. years, 28 years, 24 years. We can reset, not reset the amortization schedule, but reset the rate. I mean, so when you amortize at a lower term than 30, Jason, right? You're cutting down that amortization schedule where the bank's making gravy And you're barely playing principal.
3: Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is that, you know, we talk about interest rates and ability to refi and these things. Um, With dropping interest rates, the 15-year rate is super low, right? Um, You sometimes, and this is one of the things that as loan officers we always look at during these periods of rate declines, is um, maybe you have... Let's say today you have a four and three quarters 30-year fix that you've been hitting for, you know, I don't know, what, however many years. One of the opportunities would be to explore a 15-year. How much money, um, you're going to get a lower interest rate. Definitely. If the interest rate is significantly lower, the payment could be pretty similar to what you've been paying on the 30-year, and you might be able to get out of years' worth of making a mortgage payment. Years and
4: dollars galore. I mean, oh, banks, man. I'm surprised banks still sell 15-year mortgages because they don't
3: make anywhere near what they make on a 30. Right.
4: The 30 makes sense for affordability.
3: Yeah. For example, if in, and I'll just shoot from the hip. It's been a couple of years since I looked this up, but a $300,000 mortgage on a 30-year loan is worth six hundred grand. Okay. A fifteen year mortgage on a uh, on a three hundred thousand like dollar mortgage is worth about not even, probably four hundred. It's it's recoculous. It's just wild how cheap it is. And not everybody can afford it though, right? How do you do that? What do you how do you set yourself up for that? You need to be in a position where you can afford to. Which brings me to my next point about that fifteen year loan. Should you refi into a fifteen year loan? Not a terrible idea. Um What if you're pretty comfortable in your budget today? Um, You've been making the 30-year payment. It it wears on you. Um, Okay. You're able to meet your savings goals. You have discretionary cash that feels pretty good. Um, And you just don't love the fact that you got 25 years left on your mortgage Mm -hmm. because you want to retire sooner than that. Hey, how about a 15-year loan? Refinance and do a higher payment. Yeah, I just said that. That's a real thing. So, Um, Yeah, we're we're running out of time here on the show, but I want to just make a a call to action to you guys. I'm drawing the line today at four and three quarters. Um, It's probably four and five eighths or maybe even four and a half for some of you that have higher loan amounts. But if you go look at your mortgage statement, if you have an interest rate that's over four and three quarters, you absolutely need to race to call us. Um, We're going to be able to make a proposal to you that that likely makes some sense. Um, If you have mortgage insurance, same thing. If you have mortgage insurance and you have a rate over four and three quarters, uh, absolutely, definitely 100% call us this week. 805-543-5626, which is 543-LOAN. Find us on the web at centralcoastlending.com. Happy birthday, Daniel Podesto. Thank you, Mike Points. See you guys next week.